we okay. can we cannot okay excuse sorry excuse sorry we got booted out of the ancient ruins. ruins of pompeii Welcome back to Fine Gina Marie. We are here in the ruins of Pompeii, which is kind of perfect for what we're talking about today, which is the mistakes we made trying to get out of San Francisco. The top 10. There are plenty of mistakes, but we, we, <laughs> we picked just the cream of the crop for you. I'm Judy. I'm Kevin. And if you're new here, we typically talk about um, our new digital nomad life and finding family and making connections. Starting with number 10. So one of the first mistakes we made was a long time ago. We, we should have, when we first got to San Francisco, started getting our memorabilia, our photos, everything else digitized. So we just didn't have them hanging around. For a while, they were where? In a storage unit? Right. And at a minimum, we talked about going through them. Actually, we did go through them when we were when we first downsized in our new apartment in San Francisco. And that would have been the perfect opportunity to do it. And I think just maybe going through all of that information was a bit overwhelming and we just never got to it. Now, for some people, it's not even that big of a deal because your video and your uh, pictures may already be digitized because you're a little younger than we are. But our kids... Well, they're in their 30s, so <laughs> that's how long ago. So that meant for us, we had a lot of pictures, a lot of, you know, I love you, mommy, or I love you, daddy, special things that we really wanted to save. And frankly, we ran out of time. So some of that stuff went into storage. So our expectation is that um, at some point during our travels, we're going to make a pit stop back to San Francisco to just have a scan week. We may be fooling ourselves with that, but that's the plan today. Number nine. So the next item is our kids' memorabilia that really is their stuff that we shouldn't have had in San Francisco at all and should have sent that to them a long time ago. As I think many parents do, we tend to be the keepers of all of the special memories, the yearbooks, and all of the stuff. Our it was kids didn't want them. We tried to hand them off right away, and they're like, no, nah, we don't want that stuff. Like, well, maybe you will someday. So as the good parents, you know, we said, well, we'll keep them. Right. I definitely did not want to be the parent who threw away my child's special memories. So unfortunately, that was something that at the very last minute, we had to hand off to our son who is living in San Francisco yeah. to handle for us. Number eight. Another thing we did wrong was assuming that we could sell a lot more things than we really did and get rid of a lot more things easily than we really did. We put off getting a service that would have taken all our stuff and really consignment, sold what they could, uh, recycled what they could, donated what they could. But we thought, well, they're not going to get much money for us. So we'll get like pennies on the dollar. We should just try and sell this stuff. That wouldn't necessarily be something that anybody else would have to do. But for us, we had really only given ourselves a month to <laughs> get everything cleaned out of San Francisco. So we were under a really, really strict timeline. And there's and a reason for that. And we'll get to that. It's one of our most critical mistakes. We'll talk to you later about that. Number seven. Another big mistake was... We should have been packing a lot sooner and really figuring out what was going to be in our suitcase, what was going to be on the road with us. We knew we weren't going to have a lot of space. 
And we should have made that opportunity and say, well, here's what we can take. And I thought that I was on the right track with that because I actually took some time and went through other digital nomads packing lists and had an idea of what I was going to be taking. But it's not like I actually wrote down a list. I just knew we were putting things in a part of our apartment that was like maybe staged for packing, but that's not the same yeah. as actually packing. Yeah, the concept of packing, the, the list of what you might put away versus actually trying to do it and fit it in the suitcases that we had. There were a couple of things that got left behind. <laughs> a couple of things? There's a lot of things that got left behind. Well, here we are in another part of Napoli because we got booted out of the, uh, the ancient ruins. ruins of Pompeii. Two gentlemen that passed by us. And they kept staring as we thought, oh, looky lose, just watching us record. <laughs> no, we were past the park hours. It was time to leave. And it wasn't past the park hours. No. It was 4.30, and they wanted everybody cleared out because they closed at 5. Yeah, and they had a long right. walk to get everybody out, so fine. And we got lost, yeah. so it all makes sense. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so this is a lovely park in Napoli near the water. So here we are. Here we are. Number six. Okay, so this mistake is we should have moved a lot of our stuff into storage a lot sooner. We had a very finite amount of things that we wanted to put in storage. So in some ways, I felt like I wanted to scatter it all and make intelligent decisions. I didn't want to pack it up one at a time and then only to find out that the best stuff now <laughs> no longer fits in storage. Even though proportionately it wasn't that long between when we stored the first batch and when we stored the last batch, we absolutely did not have time to figure out what would fit. And it also didn't help because you still had your stuff. Yeah, I had all my Whiskey Riffs equipment. I had all our camera equipment for this channel. There was a lot of things that we some were trying clothes. to fit. Some clothes. Well, yeah, there was just everything that, again, was it's a busy week. I was going into the office. I was commuting three days of the week. We had less time in that period to make the decisions. That's why it should have been so much sooner that we said, Look, stuff is going into storage. Let's just put it in the bins and get it in there. Right. Number five, halfway through. Okay, this problem that we had was leaving stuff in the closet, just looking at it, saying, okay, we know what's in there, instead of emptying the entire closet, getting everything out of it, and then making an assessment. Part of me didn't want the mess that comes from taking everything out. Part of it came from just knowing that I needed to deal with certain things, like for instance, photos. They were in boxes and memorabilia. I knew I needed to get to them, but you know, we left them to last. And if we had gotten them out, I think we would have, like kind of how Marie Kondo works, where you take all of your clothes and you put them on your uh, bed and you see how much you actually have. I don't think we saw how much we actually had. Closets were things we could have done at the very beginning. And if you recall from an earlier episode, which we've got linked below, we actually did go through and look at closets and make an assessment. We should not have stopped there. We should have taken those things out then. And that was a couple of months prior. And we could have dealt with those things because they weren't part of keeping our apartment clean. They weren't anything that anybody needed to see or cared about. And it just would have made things so much easier at the end. Again, that'll play into our number one problem. We'll get to that in just a minute. <laughs> Stay tuned. Number four. All right, so a big problem that we had was with our hobbies. 
I have a whiskey YouTube channel, Whiskey Riffs, and 120 bottles of whiskey in a whiskey cabinet with all the accessories that go along with it, glasses and, and containers of things and cards. I just have a lot of gear. We also had a lot of wine to get rid of that we kept. Now, granted, we could have gotten rid of all but five, but no. We have kept it all until the last minute when we didn't have time to give it to friends or family. Not really. My daughter came in town and took some of it. So we yeah. did get rid of a choice amount. But I also have Cluck Fountain pens. And I like to write cards and letters. And I kept thinking up until the very last minute, I would still be able to write our <laughs> birthday cards for November. And even the ones I was late for for October. So that just tells you what a poor grasp of time and how fast time goes when you just don't really grasp how much there is still to get done. Number three. I mean, this problem was definitely a big one. We had our schedules way too packed. We had planned on doing way too much at the last minute, and even, not even the last minute, last three weeks, last four weeks, we planned way too many things. There were pockets of time that we did not utilize efficiently. It pushed everything to the last minute, and you know, you still have to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> and work. Yeah, if we would have said early on, we don't have time for anything. Let's do what we can do a month or two ahead and just say the rest of it's not going to happen. We didn't do that. <laughs> I was still cooking. I just thought that I could make still fancy meals and uh, not worry about certain things. In fact, I still had an entire spice cabinet full of spices. And we went through them partially when our daughter was in town, but we should have cleared all of them out. We could have done that weeks ago. There was no reason to suddenly keep that stuff hanging around until the very last Yeah, the second. kitchen cabinets did not need to be full of stuff. There was no reason for that at all. We just thought we could put more into our schedule. Right. Okay. Second to last, number two. Okay, now this is a big problem, but it's also one of our blessing and curses of our behaviors is we're optimists. I mean, who would sell all their stuff and travel the world without thinking it all the way through if you were an optimist? So we were very <laughs> optimistic about everything we plan on doing in the last shoot two weeks. We, we were down to the wire and we still had all these optimistic plans of how we we're going to get this done. In fact, even our son had said the day before we were moving, he said, oh, just sit down and watch a show. You've got time. You've been working really hard. You can relax. And we did. Because, <laughs> hey, we got tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow. Tomorrow. Good old Tom. <laughs> tomorrow. Our buddy. Now, I don't think that being optimistic is all bad. I think it's actually wonderful. Oh, yeah. And it's just the fact of time keeps ticking by. And it was really ambitious for us in one month to decide and think we could do all this. Yeah, what we should have been doing is doing as much as we could ahead of time and do 90% of the packing, 90% of the clearing of the closets, 90% of everything, and only leaving 10% for that last couple of weeks. Instead, we kind of did... 10% of the stuff, thought we had a good handle on what we were looking at, what we had in every place, and then had to 90% of the stuff, which we didn't get done. <laughs> we, we got like 30% of the 90% done. I don't know. We had so much stuff left. Part of the challenge was that we knew that we had an option that we hadn't been talking about, and we were waiting until that option either came or disappeared before making some hard decisions. We tried to like have one foot in both ponds as opposed to saying look we're going to be digital nomads that's what's going to happen and if the other thing comes through 
then we'll just have less stuff to worry about. But right. we were trying to play both at the same time, and that was a huge mistake. Yeah, analysis by paralysis. Paralysis by analysis. Yeah. That too. So close. <laughs> Number one. And the biggest problem we had that was pervasive in every other problem that we had was indecisiveness. We should have made some really hard choices early on, and we completely did not. The win on that a win. is that when your back is against the wall, <laughs> you stop caring about all the emotions and everything else because you have to make fast decisions. So there were things that I hemmed and hawed about um, and just had such, so much of an emotional struggle about yeah. that. Like, I didn't have time to think about it, and I knew that we didn't have enough space to take it with us, so we just had to make really hard choices, and suddenly they became easy. Now, I'd like to think that they weren't mistakes, but our lives would have been so much easier and more peaceful at the end if we had just dealt with that indecisiveness when we were looking at things for the first time. Yeah. If we had decided early on that all our stuff was going to be uh, a loss, like we weren't going to be able to sell anything, we probably could have scheduled service to consign as much as they could, and they would have come in one day, pick things up, we wouldn't have had to deal with it last minute. As it was, we decided the last minute to try to use a service like that, and they said, oh, we don't have any openings. It'll be another two weeks. It's like, well, we're going in two days. You may have seen the episode with all of my Rothy's shoes. And those were a really big cause of indecisiveness. I knew that we were going to be traveling in all sorts of terrain and that having flat shoes was not going to be in the best interest of my feet. But at the same time, I couldn't decide which ones to get rid of, which ones to keep knowing that maybe I would only be able to have one pair. So every time I opened that closet, I was faced with my indecision and my resolution was to shut the door. <laughs> so for people like us who kind of work with our brains as well as our hearts, uh, what do you think we should have done being the people we are to have made this less chaotic experience? In the last week, two weeks, three weeks of trying to get ready to leave the U.S., we made so many emotional decisions that are really hard. It's, it's like they say, if you're going to do something, like if you're going to go shopping for food, don't go hungry. You know, don't, don't shop when you're desperate. Don't do things when you're desperate. We made a lot of desperate decisions. We could have done them when our hearts weren't so tied up in it. Then we looked at things and we said, Oh, we, we understand what we have. We really did not. If we would have understood them better, we would have cleared the clouds out. We would have gotten the stuff out. If we would have taken our, our stuff down to the bare minimum, we would have had a much better time. I didn't expect shoes to be so emotionally, um, <laughs> so, so much emotional attachment. Or whiskey. I, <laughs> I mean, these are just things, you know, get rid of them. And that's where we are right now, which is the really great part. We don't have a lot of stuff. <laughs> There's some stuff in storage we have to deal with at some point. But with us right now in Italy, very little stuff. Backpack and a suitcase. We've been purging uh, some of our things between our last video and this one. Right. So we're going to be traveling so much leaner on our next leg of our journey, which is awesome. Yep, I'm, I'm very proud of us for how we managed to get past that sticking point 
and where we are today. We're happy about being digital nomads and we're excited about what the future holds. So subscribe if you haven't because we have a lot more coming, a lot more indecisions or whatever we're doing right or wrong. And uh, from Italy, until next time. Until next time.